All right, so we're back with another episode of Lady Witchbeard. Now, last week when we left off of Lady Witchbeard, uh, what had happened was, let's see, what happened? I, 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 try, I was trying to come up with a plan, and I was talking to my buddy DeAndre the Giant, DeAndre the Giant, DeAndre the Giant, I think is the technical name. And I was saying, okay, well, I say, I think we can figure all this out. I think everything, I, I came up with a plan, I, I, well, I said, I guess technically it wasn't a plan. I came up with a, a a solution to implement into a plan, which was to cover the whole pyramid in gold and bronze. And also then I, added, I said, well, geez, how are we going to get this gold and bronze on the pyramid? And I thought about that green goop. That was it. And then I said, well, Jesus, uh, there might be some magic dust back at the cave. The gods shout the lightning bolt. So I said we could do green goop with magic dust and then on top, laid on top of it uh, gold. And uh, the whole idea was I'm pretty sure it's a conductor. And I said electricity, I don't know. Uh, TV waves uh, or over, you know, they say, oh, everyone says don't buy those with the gold. It's not worth it. But then I say, well, geez, if I buy them at the place I like to buy my cords, which is Monoprice, and that's not a sponsor, but uh, just in case anybody doesn't know about Monoprice, and I don't even have an affiliate with them or anything, but it's a good place to buy cords. Uh, At least uh, that's where I bought my cords most of the time. But you can get a good, I think even there, I'm like, well, it's gold is just a, just a good a deal. Uh, so I say it conducts something because I bought cords with gold connectors or, you know, it could be a rube, which is also, uh, maybe they should have rethought that part of it. Uh, but so we did, co- but we did cover the pyramid with the assumption that it would uh, channel the magic into the one stone that's improperly working, that gets really hot on its own, connected to magic. Uh, my theory being that by even putting more magic into the stone, maybe something would happen, or alternatively, something, I would think of something we could do with it. You know, it's like the power of action over inaction. Uh, in this case, and maybe it was just empowering me at the time. And then I went, and I said, well, even DeAndre was like, hey, maybe you should come up with a plan for this. So then I went spied on Cortez, and I discovered, of course, that Cortez, as a, you know, I don't want a blanket statement conquistadors. Uh, but as he's the archetype from conquistadors for me and, you know, for ignorant people, well, just for me, I can't speak for other ignorant people, you know, people insensitive to the wonders that conquistadors have brought to our world, like, uh, you know, the plague and, uh, uh, you know, I guess like stealing stuff and, uh, you know, other disease, you know, other diseases, you know, pr- pr- you know, our, we owe our immune systems to the wonders of these conquistadors. Why can't you be more sensitive? And I would say, achu, uh, gesundheit. Yeah, that's a joke, bad joke. Uh, so Cortez was going to double cross Lady Witchbird and Marina. So I said, okay, now the fact that I don't have a definite plan uh, you know, makes it makes it more. But I said, well, I got this gold pyramid, and I know my people are working on it. And, you know, DeAndre and the people I supported, the indigenous people I tried to help at the beginning of the story that you know liked me for some strange reason. Uh, so, but then I found Lady Wishbeard was also hiding and spying on Cortez and Marina, and so she said, "What are you doing? I have a plan." Which her plan was just to take out Cortez and the uh, the pyramid. Like in some sort of, you know, explosion type thing. And maybe, but but I said, well, she said, I can't do it now because I care about you too much, Germ. Oh, so Lady Witchbeard. So, uh, so I said, well, okay, let's come up with a new plan, more or less. That's where we left off. Also, my skin had gotten dyed uh, multicolors because I was hiding in the uh, sand art. 
And, uh, but I don't know if that's going to play a part in the story. Just, you know, if you need an extra, uh, you know, extra laugh, like picture a multi-striped, uh, kind of like a rainbow zebra. That's what I looked like now. And, but with like a little coat on, you know, embarrassing, you know, embarrassing indeed. I just need a ridiculous helmet or a hat, but I didn't have that. So that's basically... So that's basically where we left off on this. I have my butter filter. Okay, great. This is the tales of Lady Witchbeard. <laughs> and that's Antonio Banderas. And he, uh, Banderas. Banderas. He brought his own Brita filter and cup, right? My friend is. Uh, and, 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 you know, they. So I'm going to get him some water. Great job. It's season. By the time the season's over, you'll have water. And, uh, you know, okay, let's just get this. I don't want to see what I forget. Okay. Uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, tonight we, so tonight we open. It's me, Fagey, a.k.a. Germ here. And we're opening with the closing of a meeting. Where me... Myself, I don't know if you can't say me, myself, DeAndre, Lady Witchbeard, it's a late evening, and the meeting ends with, so so that's the plan, that's what people are, so so that's your plan, Germ, they say, okay, we got to do it, because the sunrise is coming, does everybody understand their their roles? And everyone said, well, yeah, yeah. And there, a lot of people look to Lady Witchbeard. And she said, I think this is a good plan, Jeremy. I think this may just work. And I said, well, Lady Witchbeard, thank you, Lady. Because when you're in charge, you can't uh, like be like this because, you know, now it's just us talking. So I can be a little more inept, but at the time. But anyway, so he said, okay, yeah, that's the plan. Let's, let, is everybody out? Let's do this. Let's do this. And again, I'd slowly learn, you know, any cultural stuff, like put, let's put all our hands in. They, you know, obviously, clearly, they're not, everyone's not going to get that. And it's kind of exclusionary, you know, you say, geez, I don't want to. Like back, like say, she said, I don't play. We don't play team sports. So, you know, you got Bach was there. He's some sort of demigod god. But I don't know if gods would have sports because they have specialties. You know, you got like the guy that rides the chariot. So he, clearly, that guy, you know, or you know, who was that? Athena. She was good at it. She'd be good at the javelin, I think. Or was that Athena? So, I mean, isn't that the Olympic? But anyway, that's a totally. Come on, can you keep your European sensibilities out of this? Holy mackerel! First, last week you insult the entire conquistador. So I apologize. I apologize. I take full responsibility. It was the school systems, you know. I mean, I mean, no, I take full responsibility. So we had our plan, and, and the reason we're cutting from the plan is, you know, one, time constraints. And you say, hold, hold on, wait a second, you're concerned about time constraints. Or, well, no, artificial, it's artificial time constraint to move the story. You know, like, you, you know, this is like cinematic, it's cinematic. And I say, okay, you in the back, you got your hand. How is it cinematic? Because we cut it. Right. Okay, I'm rephrasing the person that backs. How is cutting at the end of a plan cinematic? Uh, cinematography, cinematography, right. Okay, moving on. So the plan was in motion. Lady Witchbeard headed off. And everyone headed off in separate directions as when a plan, a mysterious, but unrevealed plan, by the way, uh, to say, you know, what, what, what could the plan be? This cinematographic cinema, tension would be revealed. So we broke anyway. Everybody separated. I think I've said that about seven times. And we waited for, for dawn to break, and it was a breaking soon. And so, as you know, or may not know, last episode, we covered the entire pyramid. This pyramid constructed of magic stones. Uh, we covered it in goop. 
with the green goop, which you now you can't see. Well, you can kind of see it a little bit. It's leaking through some of the cracks. But, you know, in green goop, we sprinkled, like, sprinkled and mixed with magic rock dust. Uh, suppose, supposedly, supposedly magic rock dust. Because they, they said it, there was one time my dad gave me a piece of the Berlin Wall. And he, he said, this is a legit piece of the Berlin Wall, not one of these ones you buy at freaking the airport store or from Sky Mall. This is a legit piece of the Berlin Wall. And we put it in a mayonnaise jar. I'll never forget it. Well, I guess I did forget it, which mayonnaise it was. And it was a weird size. It was one of those, like, uh, the smallest size man. I said, geez, I don't remember us having a portable mayonnaise jar, but it was the kind that would fit in your hand. They definitely don't make mayonnaise jars like this anymore. Tin, tin top. Now most mayonnaise comes with a plastic top, but it was a smaller, I think it was Hellman's. I'll be honest. Don't, don't sue me. This is just mentioning a product in a neutral way. But I took that stone, I, I put it in this mayonnaise jar. Maybe it didn't come, I think it just came wrapped up in a piece of wrapping paper. And then I put it in the mayonnaise jar, and then I put a label on there, piece of a bur- the Berlin Wall. And I said, geez, now I finally have a piece of history in my life to carry with me. And I was probably a young man, but, you know... Uh, I don't know how old I was. I think I was an adult, uh, to 18, 20, I don't know. Uh, probably not, probably younger, maybe, I don't know. And I went through life with that jar. You know, my dorm room had that jar. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a piece of pride. It was a source of pride. And then one day my father said, oh, no, no, that was just a rock I picked up. I, I think he told me that. And luckily, I don't even know. I probably do have it. Probably still in a box somewhere. It was my. Did I have a point? Oh, okay. So much like I guess that's like uh, my suspicious side is saying. Well, I don't know if that was actual magic dust we sprinkled on the pyramid or not. And I say, oh boy, that was a long aside for that. But uh, I can tell you that the green goop was real. It was green. It had lost some of its glow. No, I guess in the night it actually helped, uh, and people were writing different symbols in their names, so so they had some fun. But we covered the pyramid in, in different panels of uh, uh, flattened gold and bronze, which uh, uh, Bach was in charge of that, and Bach kind of fell out of the story a bit because, he, you know, once you get a DeAndre the Giant in, it's like kind of like your your, your character kind of loses focus. So the spotlight went from Bach, the demigod, or God, the Bach, Bachist, Bachnalian type of God, who now is just hanging around with us. He's you know, kind of like, uh, but anyway, he, he and some of the people that call themselves my people, the, the uh, germs peeps, you know, they don't call them that. I would, if, if it was modern day, they were my peeps, I would call my peeps. Uh, but we, he had, back in, in my, and some of my friends, let's say, uh, had acquired all this bronze and gold flattened. And I don't know any, I don't know the first thing about gold or bronze, but we had covered the entire pyramid in flat panels of this stuff. And by the uh, light of the moon, I, I, I think the moon was in one of those uh, gibbous phases. I don't know which one. And I only say that because I just learned that word as a fully grown adult, gibbous. And I guarantee I must have said it. But, uh, but I don't know if it was waxing or waning. That's beyond me. It'll be beyond me. And more practice and I might know someday. And then I'll sneak it into another episode. Uh, but it, it, you know, it was something about it at the night. But but it it, it looked good, and I, it, we covered the whole pyramid. Well, with the idea that this would conduct some sort of magical electricity into the main busted stone, the refurbished stone at the top of the pyramid, which was already getting hot because it was a refurbished stone or a rejected stone. I think in their parlance. At the old magical story, this is magical stone quarry. Part of the story, it, this stone had not qualified to be in the pyramid, but I did a switcheroo. You know, it was, it was, in, a, it was in an episode. You're going to have to trust me on this.
and its flaw apparently was uh, that it just got hot when it was, you know, when magic was running into it, it would get warm, but not hot, warm, or very warm, but not burning hot, or hot, but not super hot. And I figured that that's a sign if you overload it. Well, okay, not important. It was part of my plan that became the current plan. So we have a pyramid covered in bronze and gold. And as we, as I, you know, what I was just doing there was using the time till the dawn broke across the horizon, across the horizon above the trees. The sun started to rise. And as soon as it cleared the trees, you know, rising above the trees was the pyramid. And the sun's dawn rays struck the pyramid. And immediately we knew. And by we, I mean not by me, because I was there by myself hiding, kind of, uh, waiting to be my, I don't think any person on the, that had seen anything would be prepared for this. And in San Francisco, we do have a copper-clad museum, which is very nice. And I don't know the elemental differences between copper and bronze, other than that bronze tends to be a little bit shinier. And copper, at least this museum, the De Young Museum, it tends to be more, it's a very matte building. But it's it's very, very interesting to look at and I think controversial in some aspects, but I prefer bold buildings like that. They say, geez, whoever designed that took a hell of a risk, and I like that. So I'm not a building critic. I'm a building enthusiast. So the the dawn's rays hit it, and, 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 and you know, unintentionally, I guess I, me— and my team of helpers had created something unbelievably uh, breathtaking because the, 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 the interspersed panels of gold and bronze, you know, imper- imperfectly placed at my direction, you know, started to scatter the dawn's rays in hues of gold. Oh, it was, uh, and for each minute the sun rose, it became more spectacular. And just depending on where you were standing, a little bit painful, you know, if you caught one of the gold. Because he was shooting off in, in billions of different directions, it seemed like. And a lot of these panels, you know, we were working on the fly, so some of these were, you know, had divots and things. But soon I knew that the camp had also caught sight of this thing. And now as the sun, so you know, it was hit, the sun was starting to hit two two sides of the pyramid as time slowly passed, and, and the the dullness uh, became more and more powerful. And I looked down at the village and I watched as the people stood in 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 awe. And I got closer because I wanted to see. Because then I saw Marina standing bathed in a bronze, you know. It wasn't a direct reflection because they were far enough away, but it said, geez, man, bronze is a nice color on her. Well, any color, you know. And she ran off as soon as she saw it, and she awoke Hernan Cortez. And he looked upon it, and you could see that people were just, you know, no one, no one saw this coming. And again, every moment the sun got a little higher and a little bit fuller and more powerful. And then a drumbeat started. And it was a, it was a, a drumbeat to gather attention, a unified beating of drums and, and marching of feet into the village from, from, from outside the village. And then people's attention was torn between the incoming marching and drumbeats. And the, the pyramid, which you really couldn't take your eyes off of. Uh, but then you couldn't keep your eyes on it exactly because you say, once you said, rather have it. And I, I got to tell you, another aside here is that uh, if you want to talk about underrated, the gold was spectacular, but the bronze was, it's like, geez, what an underappreciated, uh, or maybe not, maybe just by me, 
uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, metallic highlighting. You know, if I was, if you're rich and you're gonna, you know, do some cladding, you know, think about some bronze. Because I could tell you, if it was just gold, it would be like, wow, it's pretty cool. And if it was just bronze, it'd be like, that's badass. But the combination of the gold and bronze was just, whew. so I could tell you, you know, you want to send me back to an age, you send me to the bronze age, I, I think I could go for it. I think I would fit in there, a bronze age person. And someone might say, well, okay, well, what bronze related skills do you have to be in the bronze age? I see. Um, skills, huh? Well, I could be a bronze age poet. Oh, bronze. Bronze is so nice to say, bronze. Bronze, bronze, bronze. One of my favorite characters' name is Bron. So if you had two, you'd have a, a pair of bronzons. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I stick with this age. But the drumbeat came and snaking into the village with the, with who but Bach at the head was a line of people clad in, in colors of gold and bronze, like mostly f- uh, f- feathers and flowers. Uh, and, and the people that followed me were a mix of mostly indigenous people, but a few conquistadors or Spanish troops. I think I deconquistadored them because they, they, they said, well, we, we kind of like this buffoon. What do they say? Thief and fool, whatever they called me back then. Uh, and they streamed into the village, and the people parted ways, and, and everyone was smiles. It was uh, drums that said, hey, we're here for some business. You know, give us your attention, but don't worry, you know, don't don't worry. And Cortez awaited, and, and back bowed to Cortez, then all the people bowed. And then back said to Cortez, I'm honored to present to you your wedding gift, uh, our gift to honor you. And he made a wonderful speech to me. He's a demigod. And he even had some gold nectar, he said, for him in court. And he said, this is a gift. I think it was a wedding gift. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't hear because this, uh, I mean, you want to talk about irony. It was some sort of a squawking bird kept squawking, saying, hey, I heard you don't like birds that cluck or squawk. So I couldn't hear the speech. I missed it. I'll be honest. So I can't get, relay it to you. But Marina seemed touched, and Cortez seemed still kind of in this gold, golden bronze days. And then something broke. Maybe the squawking of the bird, maybe the sip of the golden nectar broke. And Cortez said, where's Lady Witchbeard? And then someone said, he's still in her tent, my lord, or something. I don't know if they call him the lord, but that was just the tip of my tongue. And he said, wake Lady Witchbeard and bring her here. And then they woke Lady Witchbeard and he heard her come out of her tent and gasp. And Lady Witchbeard said, what, what, is, what is this? What is this? And she, she made her way to Cortez, Lady Witchbeard, and back and then were bowed. And Cortez said, said it's a gift. And then Marina kind of explained Again, a squawking bird. I think she was explaining the tradition. I don't know. Uh, but, but, but Cortez like started to walk a little bit closer because just as the sun got more powerful, it started to shoot off now full uh, golden and bronze sunbeams. So if you suck your arm in there, if you got close enough to the pyramid, which is a giant pyramid, so you don't have to get that close, uh, your skin would turn gold or bronze. And there just happened to be a coat, you know, and it's hitting three sides of the pyramid now, maybe even four. Or wait, pyramids, I don't know how many sides does a pyramid have. One, two, three. So probably three sides it was hitting. You couldn't have hit a fourth, you know, unless it was, a, a, it couldn't, I guess. I guess the top of the pyramid was a little flat, so that could count as a fourth side. I guess which would make it not a pyramid. It would be, you know, some sort of triangular tetragon or something. But anyway, not in, you know. So Cortez was, like, playing with the light and getting closer. And Lady Wishbridge said, don't take another step. And he said, and she said, I sense something's amiss. 
And Cortez said, do you sense the power? He, he kind of said this low to her. And luckily the bird had stopped squawking. And this was part of the plan. So I think I knew. So, you know, I, he said the power coming off. And she said it could be heat, you know, it could be. And he said, no. He said some sort of magic is at work here. Because in Lady Witchbeard, she got goosebumps. And I could see, I, you know, I guess you, I say I could see it from there. I could. Hey, you could say in this situation she had golden, she had the golden goosebumps, maybe. But Cortez, he said, he said, I need, he goes, uh, he said, Marina, it's time. Cortez looked back at Marina, he said, Marina, it's time. And Mer- Lady Witchbeard said, for what? And Cortez, Cortez kind of just walked towards the pyramid and kind of waved her off. But we knew what he meant. And Lady Witchbeard said, oh, non, stop. And he said, stop what? She said, don't go any closer. There's something amiss here. And he said, Lady Witchbeard, there's nothing for you to fear. You could stay here. You could stay here and wait for me. And Lady Witchbeard, she, she, she fought off every huff. I could tell she wanted to huff at that comment. But she said, Hernan, I've seen this in the uh, the hall. It holds the secrets of the world uh, in Montezuma's palace. And Cortez kind of stopped, and he said, but he was, he, I think he, 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 he was dazed. And the sun was getting higher and more and more powerful. And at this point, I mean, there was like beams shooting it. I said, man, I said, this could be a, a telecommunications device almost. I mean, it was shooting, like it was sparkling. I said, man, I wish I had some kind of talent because it was, oh, it was, it wasn't like a disco ball, but it had that effect of shooting a little beams of light and it was sparkling like the sea. But, and I guess you can't say better, but could you imagine swimming in a bronze sea, one, with a little gold, that'd be sweet. So it's shooting all these beams off in the sky and at the people, almost like a laser light show during the day. But, you know, I don't know. I, I could go on, and I, I'm not patting This is not a humble brag or anything. It's just because it was an accident. But Lady Witchbeard said, or none, uh, this is that's the lure, the shiny lure from the darkness. The light came from the darkness this morning. And she said, look at the people, they're confused and afraid of the gold and, and that other color light. I said, it's bronze. It's not a other color, it's bronze. But Cortez just kept walking further. He said, stay back. And then even Marina, she said, Ornan, what are you going to do? And he started, he said, I'm going to bathe in the pot. You know, he almost seemed mad with... I don't even know, and I can't blame him, because as I watched him, as I watched him get closer and closer, he, he oh, it was, he, I said, man, that guy. And then he got closer and closer, and then suddenly the, the, the ground started to rumble. And, and if you were watching very carefully, you would have seen Lady Witchbeard kind of sneak off. And you'd notice that, you know, in the cinematographic stuff, but it's not that important. But the ground started to rumble and shake right as Cortez got to the top. And Marina said, what, what are you going to do? And he said, it's the power. And he was talking about, he's talking about how the pyramid sensed him and he was going to climb to the top and he was close and it was, it really felt like almost like it was, oh, it was like laser lights were scanning him at this point. And he had his arms out like he was taking a bath in bronze and gold rays. But then the pyramid shook some more. And then suddenly the pyramid started to unfold in some strange, beyond, uh, beyond, 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 beyond understanding way. 
Uh, the pyramids started to unfold with the gold being acting as like a skin. It was unfolding and reshaping itself from a pyramid into something else. And you could see the, like the light traveling through it. Uh, the magical energy that, you know, some would have doubted could be there. And even someone that may have doubted that there was real magical stone would be, you say, oh, I guess it is magic stone. Uh, dust mixed in with green goop and then conduct. But anyway, not important. You know, let's not play the credit game here. But And then suddenly the pyramid started to take shape into something. What was it? What was it? People began to ask themselves. Marina was stunned. She wanted to reach out to run to Cortez, but back held her back. And then DeAndre the Giant tried to go closer, and then he was he had sensitive eyes, or he was pretending. And he said, Ugh. and then the pyramid, it, grew, it seemed to grow a head, and then a body, and then four legs, and then it became more clear what it was. It was a four-legged creature. Its head took on a shape with a, what seemed to be a little beard, and little horns, and a little cute little, it was a golden goat. And the pyramid turned, and they stood up on two feet, giant, as giant as a pyramid could be. Gold as a golden pyramid could be, and then Bach fell to his knees, and he said, No, it could not be. I thought you were banished from the world, that we be, you know, all the worlds. And then Bach went into this speech, and I'll just give you the TLDR version, which was he kind of re-described uh, that the golden goat god who it'll turn out to be, was, uh, we just used a Superman, I think it was Superman 2, or a typical plot where you put someone in a, a outer space prison, uh, you know, something that's just going to be drifting in space. You say, oh, space is huge, you'll never get cut. Now, this was an ocean-based prison because they thought the oceans were so huge. And then, but it ended up the Atlanteans set him free. That's what uh, uh, back. Uh, Oh, no, wait, maybe I'm spoiling it. I guess I am. Uh, but that's okay. It, it was the, the Bacta said that maybe the Atlanteans set him free. I don't know. Maybe Bach just filled in on the prison. I can't remember. The bird was squawking again, but I had bigger things going on. Because then the goat god stood up, and then uh, Cortez said, what, what are you talking about? What is this creature? And he said it was the trickster god that thought it could become the god of gods and tried to tr trick us all into electing it to the top god. But then, uh, you know, back went through his you know, belief system he's a part of and how they changed the trickster god into a goat, you know, to reduce his power. And then they tricked him into going to I think then he was in space or whatever, but he, that he was a goat forever, no matter what. And even though he escaped his prison, then back was like, he's a giant golden goat. And something about this has brought, and then he said, oh, golden goat god, what do you want from us? And even as the goat god started to rise above Cortez, the light still shimmered and shaked on the skin of Cortez and all the people and everywhere. I mean, it was sparkling everywhere in the eyes of everything. And then the goat god spoke. Now, strangely, the goat god's voice was somewhat familiar. The goat god said, are you the one called Hamnan Hamnan Kukuchu and there was no and Cortez said I am Hernan Cortez who are you and the Gokad was he said, he said, huh. he said uh, the Gokad didn't, didn't do that but the person you know the Gokad, I am. I will not be answering any questions 
For all my questions are questions and tricks within questions. Anon. Anon, I'm here to offer you one chance to leave this land forever. And of course, as of course, he said, well, "What what exactly do you do you want? Go guy, do you have a name?" And then the goat guy shook his goat goat like pyramid like. I'm not here to play games or niceties with you, Anon. I'm here to defend these people from your invasion. And then Cortez, well, I'm not really here to invade. I'm here to protect these people. Actually, we have share. We share a common goal, goat god. And I think we could work to, and at one point he smiled while he was saying this. And there was like a bronzy gold shimmer to his smile, which was nearly hypnotic for the poor goat god. Or the man controlling the goat god, or possibly. But you say, what, 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 what do you mean, defend the people? Tell me more, goat god. And then they go, I'm here to defend these people from you, for you're bringing your diseases here. This is a place without war or greed and gold fever like in your eyes. I see you want to possess my gold and so many more. And Cortez said, I don't plan on bringing any of those things. I don't intend to. I just bring a god, not not anything like you. And then Cortez turned to the people, and he see, he made some sort of. He said, "I I can offer you something." And then the goat got stomped and stomped and stomped in anger, but he shook, shook, shook. And then finally, the goat god remembered when the goat god was just a boy and would wear a watch. In school, and the sun would come to the school window, and he could use the reflection of the sun to, 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 to blind the teacher temporarily until she would get, give the goat god, you know, a time out. So the goat god started using wrist rays, and she, so Cortez got his, the goat god said, I'm not here to trifle. You leave, and then Cortez said, well, I don't get it. There's a ship in the bay or not, and I'm not joking with you. You'll leave now, and I'm going to count. And then Cortez said, what if you don't leave? Or Cortez said, well, what if I don't leave? And the guy said, well, I'll be forced to, 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 to do away with you, Nan, for I will be here to protect the people from this day forward. From all your ships, I will sink your ships. I will, you know, those of you. And then it's like, oh boy, is it the goat guy says, you need to leave now, Anon. And they said, and of course, I said, well, could you do me a demonstration of your power? Because you sound a bit like another goat that I know. And I said, how the hell? Because really, you know, spoiler, I was the goat. I was using Lady Witchbeard's magic because we had fully gathered the magic in the pyramid, which now was a problem because we were going to, we had a plan, but the plan was to chase Cortez out of town. And now he didn't seem so, I was like, man, I got to up my game. But I was using the goat of the coat of many colors to pretend I was the goat guide, kind of like a, one of those suits with all the golf balls on it and motion capture. And Lady Witchbeard was casting spells while, you know, it was a whole whole production. Uh, so then I said, whoa, and I, you know, smashed the ground. And then I smashed it, and then I grabbed some... uh uh, cannons and I chucked those into the water, which was like 30, 40, 50 miles. And I said, Oh, that hurt actually, because they always, every time I throw it, it was too hard. I injure myself where I throw something inefficiently, but this time it was efficient. And then I noticed that Bach was getting agitated with, with me and Cortez. 
And then I noticed uh, Bach was like, Bach raised his hands. He said, stop, stop, stop this argument. Stop, go, guys. Stop, Cortez. And Bach said, you you mean to tell me you're not going to leave because of this go, God? And Cortez said, well, I think we could work this out. I think we could come to some kind of consensus here. I am not here to spread any diseases or... You know, obviously the queen needs her due, but but I will, we will, you know, you people are going to be so much happier when you learn of all the benefits of being a colony of Spain. It's going to be wonderful. And he said, we got this wonderful belief system going. It was in the middle. Bach said, what is it? And then I noticed Bach Bach, uh, was like, Bach, I don't know if Bach, I don't know if he had God magic or also pyramid magic, because now it was kind of like a free-for-all. And he did some wiggly-woo, and, and the next thing I knew, I wasn't controlling the goat god anymore. And then all of a sudden, uh, Bach was, and he's like starting to smash and smash around Cortez. And look, they had DeAndre in the back just in case. I said, DeAndre, he's somehow jammed my... You know, like I said, it's like this whole thing was based on the remote controls from Radio Shack. Idea, I said, oh, we could make a remote control pyramid. Uh, no, thank you, Radio Shack. I would have let you sponsor the show if it was 1980. And maybe, maybe even the 90s if I wanted a remote control car or early aughts. But not, I mean, no offense, not anymore. Radio Shack, not a sponsor. Anyway... Uh, so then Bach was controlling, and then I was trying to rest control back, Lady Witchbeard was trying to, and Cortez is trying to, and then Cortez kind of sees me, uh, doing stuff, so then he runs over. So then Bach, like, uh, to, 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 I see him shoot, he turned DeAndre into a pile of sand, which was a stone giant, so that wasn't any good. And I said, no, DeAndre. And then Cortez comes running up to me. He says, Jerm, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, we we got to get you out of here before you ruin uh, Central South Mexico, Central South America for everybody. And I said, you you know, it, it was a little bit boring. I said, you don't belong here, man. Haven't you got that? And we don't want you mixing with magic. And then I noticed, I said, that the goat god was coming after all of us. And it started chasing us, and we were running around. And Bach was still getting down the method. And then uh, Lady Wishbeard called. She said, "She said, Germ." And I said, "Bach, what are you doing, man?" Because he had his corner. To be honest with you, he had his cornered with the giant goat god. I mean, there was an action sequence in there, but you know, you're not here for action sequence. And it was like mostly just us running from a giant goat god. But a sweet coat got, you know, gold, bronze, sparkles, like that. And at that point, it had us kind of cornered, and then Bach was there. And I said, Bach, what are you doing, man? And he said, Jerm, you've given me the tool. He said, you're right. He said, Jerm, I'm going to give you and Lady Witchbeard a chance to leave. And I'm going to keep this power, this magic. Oh God, I'm going to become a. Per- I'm going to become the defender of this land. And this man won't leave. And so he said, "I'm going to, you know, to take take Cortez out." And he goes, "I thought that's what you came here to do, Germ." And then Cortez said, "What?" And I said, "Come on, Hernan, you know we're here to take you out. Give us a break. You were going to take Lady Witchbeard out." And as a matter of fact, you were going to take Marina out, and then Marina, her, she was, she was of course nearby. And then Bach was like, "Marina, I got to take you out." And Bach said, "I've got the golden goat god." And he said, "Well, why?" He said, "Well, he said he's, we're not going to be." He said, "This is these are my people, Germ. You're just a tourist here on a little adventure, chasing around your little green woman." And there was that much, everyone was like, I'm sorry, did you just say what? And Lady Witchbeard, I don't even know, I didn't even realize she had a cauldron. She picks a cauldron up. I said, where's that? And boom, she throws it. Boom, hits back and knocks him, uh, not totally senseless because he's some sort of god, you know, and now he's got some uh, pyramid-related magic power. 
but enough that he stumbled backwards, and the pyramid of goat guy stumbled to one knee. And then Cortez and Lady Witchbeard and Marina, they said, Germ, what do we use? They said, Germ. And then Cortez said, Germ, you need my help to stop this god. And I said, at first I wanted to reject it. I said, no, 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 no. And then Lady Witchbeard said, Germ, if, if, if uh, Black wins, he'll have, it's too risky. We can't let this unknown she said, I didn't expect this to I said, yeah, neither did I. And I said, this is probably not as bad as if Cortez had taken over control. And then I said, wait a second. I said, Hernan, I said, are you serious that you're only going to unintentionally destroy all of Central South? You know, you're only going to unintentionally ruin the lives of all these people for for." For, you know, history may, may or not fix itself. but And he said, you know, conquistador's honor. And he said, well, I still don't trust you, but I may need you. And I said, I gave Lady Witchbeard a wink, which I said, I didn't even know what it meant, just like a wink. And I said, Cortez, I want you to take this coat of many colors. I've got a, a, another plan, which is... uh Another plan, I mean, this last couple of plans haven't worked out, so how about this one? It just might. But it probably wait till next week for it to work out. And another episode of uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, all right? So get a good night's sleep, and uh, I'll talk to you very, very soon. All right, good night. All right, everybody, so, you know, as you snuggle in deeper, I want to say thank you and good night to all of you. I want to say good night to Ben and good night to Summer, good night to Dawn, good night, Jason, sleep well. Hey, Joan, sleep great. Maybe I should should say, hey, Joan, keep sleeping. Buddy Fern, send me a postcard. Thanks, Fern. Good night. Silvertone, I hope you're I hope you're so tired from Zumba that you're resting so well. I want to say good night to Cat, uh, the human cat. I don't know if Cat has any cats, but you know those cats are probably you know I don't know if our cat's nocturnal. Hey, cats, don't bother Cat, okay? Merry good night. I want to say good night to Bo, aka Lee Box. Anyways, listen and check out uh, SplitShort.com. Check out uh, Lee Bax's movie, please. And tweet about it, spread the word, and let me know. You know, I think if you're a hardcore listener of podcast, you'll figure out. You say, well, I know what's, you know, those of you that have been listening, especially Game of Drones, hint. Just a little hint. Uh, Kerpelunk, I want to say good night to you. Good night, Kerpelunk. Uh, Piss Goblin, good night. Long-time listener, Kim L. Carla, good night. December, good night. We got, we got a cast of uh, legend, podcast listening legends here. And then we got some wonderful new listeners on Facebook. Trisha, Janet, Elizabeth, Melissa, thank you. Good night. And I want to thank some iTunes reviews. If you want to review the podcast, go sleep with me, podcast.com slash iTunes. I want to thank AKD, who says that, uh, put him, puts them like to, right to sleep like a sweet little baby. Uh, sweet magic. Thank you, AKD. I want to thank Mover Ma from Down Under, from Australia. Early onset tonitis. Oh, boy. And this is a podcast is helping them get some sleep. You deserve it. I'm sorry. I want to thank you. We got to say, got a new method to check our international reviews. Hopefully, it keeps working. I want to say good night to Hawk Flight from Canada. Thank you for your review, great boar friend. You are a great boar friend. I want to say good night to Harley Brainbot from Harley Brainbot number seven ninety eight. Works for them, and they have a lot of stressors. And then they're you know as soon as it's just like everybody. Well, just like a, a lot of people, they lie down and the brain starts to race. Uh, so thank you, thank you. And then Kiwi Holden from Australia, who does not like the podcast, and they accuse us of cheating. 
which I guess they said they said we must have paid people to download the podcast. Oh boy, I don't know. That's not actually. Unfortunately, that's not how iTunes works. Uh, but because I don't have the same download numbers, Hawk, uh, well, Kiwi Holden, sorry, Hawk, I didn't mean to associate you. Uh, so that's not how you get ranked in iTunes anyway, by bulk numbers. And if I did have some kind of huge numbers like that, I'd probably be on vacation somewhere. So, but you know, thanks for taking the time to uh, accuse me of cheating, uh, Kiwi Holden. Good night. Oh, sleep so tight. I hope you do so good. But another Australian, you know, sets it right back. And that's a, a brain bottle belonging to Annabelle. A brain bottle 11, 8, 11. You know, that's one of the more advanced brain bot models, the 11, 8, 11 model. And they've been, Annabelle's been listening to the podcast for a while. And she looks forward, you know, her and her human to, to listen to the podcast. So thank you, Annabelle. Thank you, brain bot 11, 8, 11. I think maybe something in Star Wars is based on that new 11811 model. Another Australian, you know, rebalancing the love. Uh, random. Akembus. Uh, and they fall asleep during the uh, housekeeping. Thank you, random. Works too well. And then we got Ethan up there in Canada. Pretty awesome, eh? Thanks, mumbles a lot. But that soothes Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. Your review soothes me from that. I mean, that was Kiwi Shavers, you know, doing an undercover review to test me. Uh, Emily Sophie from Canada says, it's okay. The podcast is just okay. It's the first, uh, actually, uh, two-star written review I think we've gotten. So thanks, Emily. I'm not kidding. They say, you know, it takes a, someone to do two stars that I like better than one. And maybe I like it better than three because this is, well, you got work, you know, needs improvement. So thank you. Oh, we got a, sw- a, a, a Swedish brain bot, uh, Bray, B-R-E, Brea, 864, brain bot 864 belonging to Brea. I wrote in that it works. Thank you, Brea, and your brain bot. They're asleep in 10 minutes. Uh, Tanya AVR from Canada's trying, and she says it reminds her of the ra- double rainbow guy. A little bit. Oh, double rainbow. Good night to you, too. And then Mega Sleepless in Canada, uh, helping the unquiet mind get some sleep. Thank you. Uh, And then we have a Denmark from Denmark, uh, Padre Quintos. That sounds like uh, that'd be a cool character in a Padre Quintos. Sounds like, you know, be a good character to have in your party if you were playing D&D or a video game. And that's the only reason Padre Clintos can fall asleep. So thank you for your review, Padre. Uh, Thomas O. also in Sweden thinks the podcast is fantastic. Thank you, Thomas O. And then uh, Brian from Windsor. I think I might have thanked Brian, but maybe I didn't. I said, but Brian from Windsor appreciates the podcast in Canada. And I appreciate Brian from Windsor. And all our new listeners from Windsor probably related to Brian. And, you know, I hope I've, you know, fixed U.S.-Canadian relations in the Windsor area. So thank you, everybody, and uh, get a good night's sleep.